it's time to crack a cold one and wreck some rankings on Wrecked Rankings. rankings. Welcome to Wrecked Rankings, where today we are ready to make the grade by ranking the best and worst things about the elementary school experience. Huh. Did you get grades at elementary school? I thought it was like a check mark or you got the most stars and you were, you know. I did get grades. Uh, I, I don't think that line of thinking really permeated all elementary until later. <laughs> did anything permeate in elementary? I don't know. I, I guess uh, before we even discuss today's topic, I, I guess we kind of probably need to define what elementary school even is. That's true. That could I, vary. I, I've noticed, you know, like with every school system in different places, you know, it ranges from different grades between, you know, what's elementary, what's middle school, junior high, if you have it, high school, that kind of deal. Um, so I guess right off the bat, my initial thought, like when I was putting this together, I'm kind of thinking of like, you know, really like the first to fourth grade range is really kind of what I'm, I'm targeting. Uh, I would okay. say. Yeah. So my thought was kindergarten through fourth grade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I know some areas of the country include fifth grade in elementary school and I didn't include pre-K because down here, at least that's like optional. It's not required. Um, yeah. So kindergarten through fourth grade is kind of our sweet spot here. Yeah. Okay. So I, th- I think we're on the same page there. Um, and to accompany us, accompany us today, we have a beer that I hope will remind you of childhood. Um, it is the St. Arnold's Fancy Lawnmower Beer, which is a Kolsch-style beer, uh, but it is uh, from the St. Arnold's Brewery uh, in Houston. It's one of their most popular staples. You, now, you look now, like you want to say why something. would this remind me of childhood, Nathan? Uh well, uh, let, let me put together an argument for that here. Okay. <laughs> so, I guess it's a lawnmower beer. It reminds you of... Uh, what does it remind being, me of? Being out on the lawn, uh, outside, <laughs> freshly mowed grass. You're drinking beers with your <laughs> elementary school teachers. This is really... Unri- it really it reminds me more of, like, present day, you know, as a homeowner. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, th- this would probably have gone really well with our uh, chores episode. Now, That's looking true. back. We need, we need to start pairing up our beers with the episodes. I think we could make some pretty dashing pairings. But what, uh, what beer would you have found for chores? I, I, that's what I was saying. I think this lawnmower one would work. You, you think? Especially since, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, mowing the lawn is a chore. Sort I feel like there's, there's probably a funnier one out there. For chores. I'm sure there's, I mean, maybe you could go with the angle that there's a beer that you absolutely hate. It's kind of a punishment like chores are. That that would be another line of thinking I could go with. But, uh that, that that leaves me to think now for this episode, if we were to choose a beer to relate to elementary school, oh, I actually have an idea. Okay. They, they have beers these days that have like kind of like, they're, they're based off of like breakfast cereals of sorts. And I know this would probably, you're not going to say it would work with the breakfast cereal uh, episode we had. But, uh, you know, th- th- that's the closest thing right now I can think off the top of my head. Elementary school would be something that's like breakfast cereal based because I... I figure a lot of elementary school kids are, are eating cereal in the mornings. <clears throat> yeah. I, ooh, I think the best one would have been that line in Google, the uh, Sunset Wheat. Have you had that one? The Sunset Wheat? I have not. I think, I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. But I, I don't think I've had that one. I, I'm guessing it's a wheat beer. <laughs> that's, that's the one that t- it tastes like, uh, was it Fruity Pebbles? I think it tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I think I've had that because they, they have like the samplers uh, that uh-huh. they've had before. I, I think I've had that one. I know what you're talking about now. But uh, but but yeah, I guess that, that would probably work. But I, I know there's some crazy ones. Like I've seen like a Lucky Charms beer out there. 
I'm not not even joking with you right See, now. See, they're playing off of our like 90 kids nostalgia here, and it's working. Yeah, I would say it's absolutely. There's working. money in it, whether it's good or not. You're gonna at least get a one time buy. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to like play to like the 2000s kids. We should start our own brewery and just come up. I don't know what we would do, but just make five different IPAs and throw yeah. like random controversial names on them. <laughs> But I guess getting back to oh yeah our back, topic, back to the elementary school. So I guess yeah, really, I mean, kind of anything's in play here for this. It's just you know whatever the five and best worst things are for elementary school being in elementary school. So mm-hmm. I, I mean that's pretty straightforward. Uh, I, I guess we could probably just hop right into it. Yeah, let's get you into got it. Something you want to add? No, no, no. Go. You, you want okay. me to go first, or you want to start it off? You want to do a yep. paper rock scissors? Do you want to make this interesting? No, I, I'm gonna go. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go. Okay. So number five on the worst list, Nathan, were you a fan of PE? Absolutely. I was too, so this might surprise you, but it's one aspect that happened during everyone's elementary school PE experience, jamming your hands in between those weird square scooters. (laughs) Now, everyone knows what I'm talking about, right? So you had those square plastic scooters you would sit on, half the time like Indian style, but like they had the two handles on the side. I don't think you can call it Indian style anymore. Native Chris American applesauce. <laughs> posing. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. Cross-legged. <laughs> I, was, I don't remember which vernacular. I don't know what they used. They they they, they always said Indian style yeah. when I was growing up. Like uh, that never became a thing until yeah. later. So that it, it, that's like the I guess the subconscious thing you go to first. Like I, I guess so. That's, that's what we were taught. I guess you know because like we we grew up pretty competitive. I mean, granted, we weren't good at anything, but like we grew up pretty competitive. So, like, I was always excited to see, like, the square scooters because it always meant, like, either some sort of relay race or, like, dodgeball or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, you get going and you have a good time and then you run into somebody. You run into Susie and you kind of have a crush on Susie. <laughs> so, it's like you want to be a man, but, like, you get your hand jammed into it. So, then you act like a little punk and then Susie doesn't want to give you a Valentine on Valentine's Day. <laughs> and it's just it's just the worst. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're wrecking fools on the court. Or on the concrete, because I, I remember using it outside a few times. Yeah, that's happened. But, man, dude, it, it's fun, and everyone gets excited about them, but inevitably, someone always gets hurt, and then there's always the one person that gets hurt and then complains, and then it, like, it stops the group for a few minutes. Um, sometimes I wonder if the PE teachers thought we were punks. Oh, I imagine <laughs> they These little wusses. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's like, I, I loved what the scooter represented. It just brought so much pain. <laughs> I, the the only comment I have uh, coming back is, is to avoid at least the hand pinching element there. Usually the way those are built is kind of like a square, but then there's kind of like the handles that jut out on the sides. So there's kind of like a, a crease in between the handles and the base of the scooter. You could technically stick your hands in that crease. You, you can, use, but nobody ever did. Yeah, it, it's, it, it would be the logical strategy. You, you're wrecking fools with your, your dodgeball arm. You yeah. don't want to get that in, in the pocket. You know, you want to keep it out. It also feels like, yeah, if you, if you take that strategy too, yeah, you'll protect your hands. But it felt like you didn't get the right uh, grip on, like, I guess the turn torque or I don't know how to explain it, but you didn't have as much control. See. Because you're, you're basically grabbing on to the middle of the scooter when you do that. And you don't have as much power to, you know, pull and make a harsh turn or something now, like that. That's absolutely correct. And, you know, I'm 99% positive they taught us to, like, kick off with our feet. But nobody did that. Like, we did, like, a combo. You know, like, you kind of you try to, like, spring yourself. Like The, the legs were for kicking other people. <laughs> they, you know, sometimes they were or deflecting things. But, you know, I used my arms to, you know, propel myself, to throw things. It, 
But <laughs> sorry, I just remember because like you were saying it a little bit, but uh, sometimes there would be cases where people are just intentionally trying to cause oh, like, yeah. big collisions. It's like a bumper car. It's like some it, like it's like this chain chain reaction where people see people are colliding on purpose and like more people join and eventually turns into yeah this giant bumper car mania and like eventually you get one big kid who just knocks people legitimately off the scooter and their hands are on the ground and they get run over by scooters like it's just. It, it's it like mass chaos. I, I love them. You know, it's 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 funny looking back on it now because you know I'm not in pain now, but like, dude, all the different colors of the scooters. I don't know. It just brings up warm feelings. It does, but yeah, I feel like these days. I wonder if those are more discouraged because you're definitely more likely to like break a hand or something in 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 PE if you're using those. Just I mean, based on the things that we're talking about and yeah. the way kids behave. Like it's it's kind of a foreseeable. I wonder, you know, I'm trying to see. Do they, you think they sell these on Amazon? Amazon, it's it's possible. Uh, I'm, I'm looking this up because I feel like we should start an adult league of some sort. <laughs> I mean, is there a weight limit on those? Like, I feel like they might not move very agile. What are you trying to say? I mean, we're we're, oh, we're much heavier. Got them. Twenty dollars a piece. Twenty dollars a piece. Wait, we, we, there, we can get there? a set of six for seventy. That's a deal. <laughs> That's a deal right there. Uh, stay tuned. We may have a tournament announcement coming up soon. Oh, I forgot. You can link them together, or at least the one I'm looking at now. You can link. Yeah, I don't know if sure. the ones we had in the nineties. Yeah, because I remember the ones like it had those like hard handles. But I don't remember leaky. I, I remember uh, they would usually be pretty easy to stack in one way or another. But I don't remember. I, I, that. Forgot. I don't know exactly what's happening. But it looks like they're linked together. So that picture is very confusing. <laughs> there's a lot going on here. But part of me remembers there, there might have been some sort of like snake activity or something to that effect at some point. Well, I guess are you ready to hop over into mine? All right, as long as your hands are okay. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of snakes, uh, and I'm just kidding. What? I don't have anything relating to snakes on mine. Uh, number number five on the best list is uh, yearbooks. And, and so this was a part of the experience that would happen every year. And it's kind of odd when you look back on it a little bit. Basically, every year, you know, there would be these yearbooks where it's just big collections of pictures of us. But, I mean, yearbooks are always a big thing to, to little kids because you'd get the yearbook on that day. It would be like kind of a special day on the year. And a lot of times the schools would be conducive that day towards the process where they give you some time to go out and mingle and you know, get signatures and do all that kind of stuff. And then people like going out, you know, trying to focus on, you know, getting, collecting signatures. Like it's like Pokemon cards or something and be like, yo, I just got a, the Daniel Ragamuffin's uh, first edition signature on my book or something like that. But it, it Ragamuffin? Re- I don't know. I'm okay. making up just... nice names. not as easy as you would think, but uh, I mean, going around <laughs> doing that, it was like this whole process and experience, but it brought the kids together you may even talk to people you don't normally talk to just so you could get a signature. But, uh, you know, it was it was something that it, it always made a made a big deal when it came out. And it, every year without fail. But, like I said, it's kind of weird looking back because it's really just a book with our pictures. There's not much that special about it. It was really the experience that everybody got excited for. Yes and no. This wouldn't have made my dishonorable list. However, I do not have the same fondness of yearbooks. Here's why. I remember when I, at least when I was younger, right? So elementary, I always had to get like dressed up for photo day 
for the yearbooks, and I hated it. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving Picture Day out of the. Oh, the well, see, of this. I, I can't I'm, separate I'm, them. I'm, okay, fine, fine. That, that, that's now. I'm just, it's fair. <laughs> you have a fair argument there, but I, I can't separate the two because, like, I don't know. My mom at the time would just put me in these ridiculous outfits and made sure I looked nice. And then I would, I would get yelled at like months later if I did something stupid in the photo or it didn't come out just like perfect. Because, dude, honestly, they make so much money off of our families, like selling the photos that go into the yearbook. You know, they sell them in all the different sizes and cuts. And, dude, it's like hundred, it's like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it's it's I'm like holy crap. I, I'm dreading that whenever it gets time for my kid. Um, but yeah, so you have that aspect, and then you have like. You know, some kids aren't so, like, some kids are more introverted. So, like, going around and trying to get signatures is kind of daunting to them. It's like you get the yearbooks, yeah. and it's like, ooh, you need to go ask everyone for, the, you know, just their photo or their signature or, you know, for them to write hags. <laughs> Do you remember hags? Yeah. I I, I actually Who started not, that? What a stupid I, acronym. I did not actually understand it when it was first starting to be put into my yearbook. It, it took me a while to figure out or get somebody to explain to me what the acronym actually meant what that was have a good summer or, or what have you so like i didn't understand it for a while and i i think the first time i got it i was very confused as to why somebody wrote hags in my yearbook and See, you know the, the word hags outside the acronym wasn't like very common i guess in our our word choice so like only associated with being a negative term but so yeah i was just very confused the first time i saw yeah it. i always thought it meant like hope animals go slowly <laughs> You know, <laughs> but then it's, I don't know, I, I, I need to ask my mom, like, I, I'm sure she has some super old yearbooks. Let's see if I somebody need, wrote that I in need there. To find, we, need, we should, like, pull them out one day and just, like, go through all the comments in them. Because, like, occasionally, too, like, especially if you were nerdy, like we kind of were, like, a teacher would write a comment in your yearbook. So it's, like, it'd be interesting to go back and see, like, what is actually in there. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of, yeah, I... I'm Other pretty positive I've had a teacher or two write something in there. But yeah, I guess, yeah, the, going back to where I end up in the rankings, uh, yeah, I, I didn't include the picture day portion because I will agree with you there. Picture day sucks. Um, so this is more the yearbook portion. And then this is more of a general feeling because I guess for me personally, if, if I was doing this list solely based on my experience and personal preferences, uh-huh. I may not have this, this choice even on my top five because, yeah. I, I enjoyed the yearbook time, but it may not be in my personal top five favorite experiences. Also, am I remembering this right? Were when we were younger, were the yearbooks always in color, or when we were younger, were they in black and white? I think they they were. I can't remember. I mean, again, white. it was the '90s, like late '90s, but like I can't remember at the time because I don't know if color printing was all the. I mean, like when you were buying the pictures and stuff. Obviously, those were in color. But I think the yearbooks itself, a lot of time, were, were black yeah. I think white. they were. I think eventually right. they became all color. But yeah, I mean, like we would have like colorful, like you know, bindings and, and colors yeah. on the outside. But there, there was not, there wasn't much inside color. Like as, as far as like the bulk pages of like the actual student pictures, like those were generally black and white. Yeah, I, I can respect your position. Again, I understand. You know, it, it's le- there's building of anticipation, and it yeah. leads up to like a release day, and then everyone gets them and it kind of hangs out with them for a while. Yeah, it's so, a unique I, thing that doesn't get happen. It. It's infrequent. Um, and then, yeah, most kids I- I enjoy it. But, yeah, there's exceptions to probably all of these things that we're mentioning. Too. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. But, yeah, okay, I'll pass it back to you then. Okay. So, 
you're in the school cafeteria, right? You're about to have some awesome cereal, like you kind of referenced at the beginning of the podcast. Or you're just having lunch, and you're trying to have some milk. But guess what the milk came in, at least at the time. It came in those weird paper cartons, right? You know what's the worst feeling, Nathan? When you just want to have your bowl of Fruit Loops, and you can't open the milk. <laughs> or, like, you just totally, like, butcher it. And, like, you have to start opening the second corner. Because, right, <laughs> it has the one corner. And you screw that up, so you're like, oh, crap. So you start opening the other side. And, like, eventually you you turn to this mess where the whole top opens. And then that's a nightmare to pour. Because the paper is so soft from the liquid, it starts, like... Dripping up the sides. I guess if you're doing cereal, it's not that bad because you just got to get it into the bowl. But if you're trying to like, if you're trying to enjoy it, milk, yeah, you're, you're it, <laughs> it's so bad and it makes you look stupid in front of all your friends. You're trying to sit there in your really low cafeteria chairs and you're trying to just enjoy a good time, and it just it it ruins the morning or it ruins the lunch period, especially if you sprung for chocolate milk or strawberry milk. It's like a double slap in the face. I uh. Uh, you kind of hit a nerve because I completely agree with this. Uh, but I think the thing that bothered me most too is like if you're opening up the you know the normal corner that or the normal corner you create by opening up the carton. Sometimes you get it, but it's not clean, and you get like this weird like glue texture uh, on, on the lip. Yes, and like to me, like you know, there's like the experiences and like feelings and sounds people hate. You know, like kind of like a nails on the chalkboard kind of deal. The weird papery glue texture that you get on the edge of the carton sometimes that you're drinking from, that to me is just, yeah. that is like horrible cringe. And I, I, I hate that feeling. It, it really lips. is. And it's, uh, yeah, I, especially like if you're a slow drinker, sometimes you would just like get residual paper in your mouth. Just yeah, like because if it, it gets if it rips so off soft, part, yeah. if, if it rips part, because it, it's just got like, like a wax type cover. I don't know how to explain, you know, the, the finish on the outside, but like, if you if part of that outer layer comes off, then yeah, it becomes soggy paper, which starts disintegrating. Like, it's- I get it, right? I, I get why it's not plastic. I'm sure the paper is a lot cheaper on everyone. Um, I I have seen pictures of like some school districts have like paper like like bags, <laughs> like just oh, thin pla- like bags of milk that they have like a straw that goes into. Did you say paper bags? Not paper bag. Like oh, pla- they're okay. thin plastic bags, but. I think I, I, the bottom line is I think one of the better things about getting into some of the the older grades is that you get to kind of move because like the, the milk cartons were kind of like this small thing but like yeah kind of in the older grades they, they, they seem to be an upgrade in my case to you know kind of like the it's like little plastic jugs um, and, and so it's like higher a little bit higher volumes of milk I, I believe but those were much easier because it's you know you you pull off the cap you don't have to worry about this whole paper situation but yeah that was to me yeah i agree with this being on this list because this that's one of the best things about getting out of like the elementary school experiences moving away from any chance of the the paper cartons of milk (laughs) like i I hate it oh dude for sure (laughs) yeah so let's go on to your your number four here okay so we're kind of keeping a a similar theme here for number four i have lunch the lunch just period. just lunch lunch yes. period. okay so because yeah this is something obviously happens every single day but you know lunch is something you can always look forward to it, it's very consistent it also gives you time to talk to you know your friends that kind of stuff it, it's it's a very enjoyable part of the routine where you get some time back to yourselves um and especially back in elementary school there is all kinds of 
crap that we would eat. <laughs> it's probably not very healthy. Um, whether you, you bring your lunch or if you buy from, you know, the school cafeteria or if you bring lunch, but you go buy some like the sweets or stuff they have on sale. Like there's all kinds of things we ate back in the day. I think this is what kind of this delves into. I remember the, the Kool-Aid jammers. Do you, do you remember those? I do remember I think, Kool-Aid I think jammers. Yeah. I think they're called the jammers. The ones it's, or I think, I think, they, I think they still the exist. Maybe is jammers. I'm trying to remember what, what, what are you speaking to? I was to? trying to think about, uh, the thin, like plastic waxy type bottles or those burst. What? Oh, what is the I don't, name those weren't, were they cool? So the jammers, I think were almost more like the Capri sun packages. That being said, Capri I think they're just regular Kool Aid. But because uh, I think I think Kool Aid Jammers was more like a Capri Sun. I think it's yeah, just regular the Jammers Kool-Aid. was the the Capri Sun. So I think it's like like because you're, you're speaking of this right, like Burst. Yeah, Burst. I think that's what I'm going for. Kool Aid Burst were popular as kids, and you know I, I'm sure they mixed a horrible amount of sugar into those. <laughs> At least oh, dude, every, in everything day. in the late '90s. Remember Fruitopia? Fruitopia was it was delicious. Boy. It was awful. And then, uh, and then on top of that, you know, back in the day, it was, you know, we're eating like, you know, like the little Debbie snacks, the Sarah Lee snacks and things like that. You know, what I remember fondly that um, up until a couple of years ago, I don't know if you ever had them, but like, if you ever shopped, especially at like a lower tier of grocery stores, you'd have like those little like fruit juices. I'm using quotation marks here. But they came in like little like barrel shaped, like plastic shaped about. barrels. Yeah. I went back and had them a couple of years ago. It's awful. It's oh, just I like water imagine. with some dye and sugar in it. It tastes ter- it tastes nothing like any of the fruits. But yeah, they'd be like little different colored barrel looking things. It, it's crazy how the your taste buds develop over time. And like these days, oh yeah, with all the taste buds we have now, like in the way those have developed, like some of the things we ate as kids probably couldn't tolerate now. Although I will say, I, I think a good topic possibly for the future would be kind of like. You know, like all the little Debbie Sara Lee snacks or something, and kind of hashing out. Dude, nutter butters are the best. I'm just gonna stop that. <laughs> we 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 can we can delve into that. Yeah, I'm saying I think that would make a great topic to go into because I think there's a lot of controversy to go through on that front. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, lunch was a great time. Uh, it, it was it's something you look forward to. I mean, even if just for the fact that it gets you out of class every day. Um, but, but yeah, it was it was a great experience. It, it, I, it's one of those things that I look back on on fondly. You know, I, I do too. Generally, I, you know, with me being the pessimist of the group, I always have to try to you know pick on things. And you know, it was always the worst because it was always like a a lot of times you got led through the hallways and and such by a teacher in elementary. But like once you got to the cafeteria, it was kind of like game over. So like it was always the worst if you were like last in line and you were buying food because like. Half of your lunchtime almost is gone just to standing in line. That's true. So, or sometimes things may run out, which we may cover later. But that was a bad feeling. Also, you know, you couldn't just yell and go crazy because it would be like teacher teachers monitoring the cafeteria. Yeah, there's still some level of of supervision of order, right? Yeah. Um, and and that's fine. I remember a lot of times because I think most cafeterias are kind of set up the same. There's like a cafeteria. A lot of schools have like a stage or something like embedded into the cafeteria because that's, you know, that's where they have award ceremonies and music and things like that. They'd like sit and hang out up there. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good time. Yeah. I think the biggest gripe is that the lunch period wasn't long well, enough. It was like 30 minutes. 
Yeah, I think that that's easily the biggest issue. But but it was, himself, it was it was a good time. A lot of times it was supplemented on recess, though. So yeah, unless 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 you like, and then as far as like the supervision, unless you got out of hand with the noise, usually you're okay. Like you'd be able to kind of do whatever you want to do. Yeah, obviously can't leave your table either. That was the other big negative. But, but yeah, no, I, I think lunch was a great part of the experience. So number three on the worst list. So especially when you get to like third and fourth grade, I think it's mostly fourth grade. You're in music class, right? I wasn't a big music class person to begin with, but it's that season of the year when you're required to like buy and participate in pre-quarters and re-quarters, <laughs> right? So one, the, there are these weird little cheap plastic flutes, essentially, in which you learn to play like hot cross buns. <laughs> and like maybe jingle bells, but like not much else. Two, not everyone wanted to buy it because I remember that being like kind of expensive for the time. Like it's just like this piece of plastic that has holes in it. It's 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 got like the fundamental fundamental economic flaw where they know there's a guaranteed demand for it. They know these parents have to buy it. So see, what we need to do <laughs> is come up with some new instrument for the schools, Nathan. Come up with some sort of kazoo or something. But, like, specialized. And we talk about how cheap it is. <laughs> so you, you want to undercut, the, like, the recorder per quarter mark is what you're saying? It, like, it's get, time get to change it. To hop to us. It's time to we change offer it. a cheaper alternative. We can do that. I, I think that, that that's not a bad business idea. <laughs> yeah, they're selling a lot of these for, like, 10 bucks. I'm looking it up now. But it was just, I didn't want to be a part of it at the time. You know, I, I know a lot of people, like, they first joined band. I think band for... At least down in, like, Texas, a lot of it starts, like, I think, sixth grade. Because I remember, like, you know, you'd go in right before the school year, and you would, like, pick an instrument or, like, consult. It was kind of like a weird thing. Because we <laughs> both did it, right? Like, you'd go in, and you'd talk to somebody, you'd talk about payments and all this other fun yeah, it's, jazz. it's an odd process. Yeah, it kind of is. I think it really varies school by school, I'm guessing. I'm sure it Cause, does. Because, yeah, because anything like that with, like, especially when you get into, like, band classes, I mean, instruments are expensive. They really are. I mean, it's... So, like, almost... I think of this as, like, a gateway drug of instruments. <laughs> like, they try to get you... Because, like, yeah, it, it costs something, but it's relative. It, it's super cheap compared to an actual instrument. Yeah, I so, think like, they're trying, they're trying to bait you into the system. <laughs> this is all a big plot. <laughs> I, I mean, like, the less conspiracy version, of that, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's supposed to try and stimulate... Uh, the part of your brain that you may desire to learn an instrument and kind of get those juices flowing in case that's something you desire. So I think it's supposed now, to open up that part of your mind. Now, the real win goes to the music teachers that put up with our inherently terrible skills. We had no skills at this point. Well, I, I think it needs to be said that even when played well, I think the pre-quarters and recorders sound terrible. Like, they're, they're not a pleasant-sounding instrument. <laughs> they're really not. You know, now that I think about it, at least in our schools, because, you know, we grew up, for the most part, in the same schools, all the music rooms were, like, at the end of the school. <laughs> and I think there's a reason to that. When you think about it, right? Because, like, you don't want all this sound echoing throughout the halls, especially when we can't play properly. <laughs> there's... This is completely off topic, but this okay. reminds me, uh, I'm trying to remember what grade it was, but uh, this is a, a random school experience. You know, sometimes like if you're sitting in the back of a classroom and, you know, the back wall of your classroom is connected to the back of the adjacent classroom. Yeah. It was so, like, so, like yeah, the yeah. kids sitting in the back are close to each other. It's so, like, 
Every once in a while, it'd be this thing where somebody starts knocking on the wall from the other side, and the other person knocks on the wall back, and it becomes kind of like this little bit of like a a noise battle challenge of sorts. Yep. There's one, I can't remember what grade it was or what teacher condoned this, but they realized what was happening in the back of the classroom, and the teacher decided to uh, fight back by getting the whole class to light up and bang on the wall at the exact same time. Essentially, This creating, happened? Yeah, essentially creating a noise grenade on the other side. <laughs> like, I, I, somebody was telling me about this uh, in some huh. rate, if I'm not making this up, <laughs> like, or if they weren't making it up. I believe you. I, I'm trying to recall it, but it was just something ridiculous, completely unrelated, but back to your point, yeah, I think there's generally an intention to have the music sections confined to a certain space where the noise can die out before it annoys the rest of everybody else. Yeah, and, you know, just to, like, finish my point, they were, like, the most boring colors. I remember the recorders being that weird beige color. And, like, the pre-quarters were, like, just a gray color. Not, like, a silver. It was just, like, a gray. It's like, it's, that's it's not, like an unpleasant, like, Yeah, it's not what you want. Too. Yeah, it's just... doesn't inspire you to whip it out. Yeah, no, I I think we're agreed here. Like, yeah. that, that's right. a terrible instrument, but... Yep. I guess if you get benefit out of it from your love for music and inspires no, you to see do the more. school's getting money later on. Don't don't fall for it, fourth <laughs> fourth graders. <laughs> so hopping over uh, to number three, this is another uh, unique experience, kind of like the yearbook stuff. Something that doesn't always happen, but generally happens once a year. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, book fairs, mm. and so you, normally, I guess. I don't know if the Scholastic sponsor pretty much most of, if not they all, did the when, nationwide When we were ones. young, yes. I, I think that's probably still true. Yeah, because I, I don't know how many different companies are out doing this, but I know always, group, it's always the Scholastic Book Fair that yep. hit up all things. But basically, you know, especially at the elementary school age, once a year, you know, they come into town, they do this whole setup either in your library or a different room or something at the school where they basically create like a, a whole little shop of books. Um, and then prior to, to that happening or at the start of it too, sometimes they'll even have like a video presentation of the things they have this year. Um, and kind of, you know, kind of like movie trailers, but for books. <laughs> it's, I remember getting like some sort of catalog. Yeah. I don't know if it was a, a magazine a quite or some sort of, there, there'd be some kind of, of literature advertisement. Yeah. So, so like, cause I know, I know some years they had like, yeah, it was like movie trailers, but for books kind of, yeah. deal. And then, yeah, they would always hand out something ahead of time as far as, you know, what was going to be there. Or if not, they would have a catalog at the same time so that you could take it home and show your parents what was there. But it it really, there's a lot to talk about, I think, with book fairs. One, because back then, you know, as kids, you could finally get passionate or you could actually get passionate about books and have the time to read them. Yep. Uh, like, you know, you think about how little free time we have these days. To, to devote to things, you know, like to movies, shows, books. Like, we're, we're very, like, pulled back and forth for our time. But back then, you know, we got excited for the books. Like, Yeah, I know you was, were a big Captain Underpants person. I, I read a couple of those, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, when I was younger, I, I remember reading a bunch of sports, like, fiction books. The the Matthews. Yeah. Matthewson. Something Matt Christy Matthews. Was it Matt Christopher? Matt Christopher there. That, that, oh, dude. Is. He had like all these weird sports fishing books. They were I fantastic. Had, I, I never bought those at the book fairs. I would... I would like rent I them would, at the library and yes, stuff. Yes. I would, I would get those from the library because I think... I'm trying to remember what else I got from the book fair, but I, I was kind of random too. Um, Do you remember... Hold on. I, all these memories are starting to come back to me. Do you remember like libraries? Like they had like a whole like reading pit... 
Yeah. <laughs> I just I didn't really remember that until just now. That's super cool. We should like put that in our house. Like so, a reading pit. So it's like it's like, you know, back in the day, think about the elementary school kids. We had a passion for reading back then, or at least reading things that we were interested in. Like like we could have our imagination sparked by these books, like at the book fair. Yeah. I remember later on when you got like third, fourth grade, they pushed like what was it, AR reading or AR points? Like where you would read books and like go take, take quick quizzes, quizzes to on get them, like a point system. Yeah, you get like award, yeah, you get like you know, rewards and stuff. That that was super cool. I know they kept that like through like middle school and stuff, but you know you were super like you, you, it was probably more pre- prevalent in elementary. I got a question for you right now before we keep digging into the book fairs thing. Okay, the question revolves on when did the passion for reading books die? And one of the things ah. I'm going to put out there is. You know, kind of when you get out of the elementary school phase and you go to higher levels, it seems like that's when you start having these required readings of books that are are quite dry in nature, where they're not necessarily as, you know, as exciting or colorful. Like, they they could be very well written and show off some very good, you know, writing techniques and things like that, but isn't necessarily what you would choose to read on your own free time. Did that contribute to the death of books, See, or is it, is it all the other things we had, like TV and video like, games? For our generation, I don't think we were really affected by it. Cause I, I remember, like, even in middle school, and middle school down here was, like, fifth and sixth grade, had its own campus. I remember, like, hanging out in the library, like, before class started, like, some sort of geek. I'd read, like, the Hardy Boys and stuff <laughs> like I, I love the Hardy Boys books, man. I only end up, I read a couple of them, but not a whole lot, because, I mean, there were so many even back then. It was kind of cool. Like, they had, like, little couches and stuff in the library. You hang out. But anyways, I don't think it was super killed. I think for this generation it is. But, like, for the most part, we didn't have, like, cell phones and tablets. Yeah. You know, even in our There's age. less things pulling out Yeah, it's like now you, you, young kids, you give, you're, they're five years old and they have a tablet with YouTube and, you know, what whatever else. We didn't have that kind of stuff. So I felt like it was, I think just, you know, the day and age. We were, I, so, I don't think you, it was, so you think that's the biggest factor is just I think technology the, the has, has killed it to yeah, some extent. I, I, I mean, that, that's fair. Which I'm got to, you know, we're going to have to figure that out as parents, right? Out of yeah, because I guess these that. days, too, it's like there's so many big, I mean, budgets in the television world where instead of, you know, putting out books or getting people to consume books, it's, hey, let's get people to act it out and, like, add the whole visual element to it as well. Correct. I think that, that seems to be the, the huge focus these days, I mean, especially with how many different methods we have for getting TV shows to the people. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a, just, it's you know, a huge it, cultural it, change it's a blessing and a curse, right? I mean, you can yeah. learn anything online, but you could also be distracted forever online. <laughs> so I guess the last thing I'll add with the book fairs is uh, they also had some random other stuff. Like they usually had like toys and stuff. But Dude, they did also, have toys. Also, like in addition to that, they had kind of like things that aren't like books, but, you know, activities like Mad Libs. They usually sold those. And I'm trying to remember what grade this was popular, but... It was always fun to kind of get Mad Libs and use, like, bad words in them to see how they would come out in the yep. story. That was, that was always hilarious. I don't know if we did as... Or if we did that in elementary, it's probably less profane than it became Yeah, later. I was going to say, I, you know, I don't remember when I said my first curse word. I don't know if it was third or fourth grade. I know it was at least by fourth grade. I know I know, I know. know in elementary school, you, you, already, you still think, like, poop and stuff is funny. Oh, yeah. So, oh, for sure. You still get the same level. It's still funny now. It's just different words. Hey, Nathan... <laughs> Poop. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I mean, the book fairs, because like, when it comes down to it, even if you're not able to afford any of the books, it's still a good time to go to the book fair and look around, 
read yeah. the random things, play with stuff. So whether you end up buying stuff or not, it's a fun experience. And once again, it's time out of class that you get to go do whatever it is that interests you. Okay. Book fair time. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, let's go into my number two here. So I was big into like, before class started, about like sharpening my pencil. You know how like every classroom back in the day had like the wall mounted pencil sharpener, right? Just hand cranked. Yep. I would spend a lot of time there, like getting it so fine to like, you know, like sometimes you got so sharp where it had like somehow had like a a microscopic ball on the end of the super sharpness. You know what I'm talking about? Like it was so sharp that like it had, I I can't explain it properly. The issue I, I got most of the time was I would end up with like a flat edge. Like almost like a flathead screwdriver kind yeah. of deal. Like, but like, dude, I would spend so much time there sharpening. It, it's something about the smell too was like so nostalgic. Okay, the pencil shavings did smell great, dude. They did. However, most of the time, looking back on it now, I would change my ways. But I would spend so much time there, and now I find the more time I spent there, I would go to write something, and like immediately the lead would break, <laughs> and it, it it is the biggest soul crushing feeling of all time, like. <laughs> You have these perfect number two pencils. They're fresh. You know, they're clean. You know, dude, a brand new pencil was like super cool. Or the opposite. When you get to the very end of a pencil, and it's almost like a little nub. And, you know, you're trying to keep it, right? Because it's so close yeah. to the eraser. And you get it just perfect. And you go just to make a stroke on your paper and just... <laughs> it just breaks. <laughs> and it, it's it, it's soul-ending. Because, it, you know, one, the time sunk is just lost. Two... There's normally people behind you, so you have to get back in line. And as a young person, you don't really appreciate lines. So, like, mm-hmm. you just get really irrationally, like, irrationally upset about waiting in line. And it's just, I don't know, man, because we weren't really into pins yet, right? I mean, pins weren't really an elementary school thing. I think around, like, fourth grade, they started to be introduced, but it was really, like, middle school for me when pins were, like, allowed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because we also did a lot of racing or... or- yeah. We had a lot of handwriting improvements to make over time. Uh, do you like, also remember we like got confused a, with spelling and stuff more often? So yeah, a, a lot of erasing. Do you remember like in middle school, like when they started allowing pens all the time? We, remember those erasable pens? Oh, those were terrible. those were crap. And they they, did, they were so bad. They did not. I think they were also paper well mate. They were bad. I th- they're probably still bad. Do you think they've gotten better over twenty years? Do they still make the erasable pens? They ha- they, they have to. Like, they can't. It like not. such a weird idea. But let's, let's see. They never erase that well, but um, I would say on this sharpening uh, argument, I would say that you make a good point. Oh God! But um, also feel like oh, they still got them, dude. Everywhere, every store. Most days when when you start sharpening these things too, sometimes you would have like an inkling of which ones were going to break because you'll get like. Sometimes I would get like this lopsided sharpness. Uh, oh, dude, yes. You could tell, hey. It was loose. Like, why, why is this happening? Yeah, it, it'll get loose because of the lopsidedness. Or like you could just tell, hey, the, the balance is, is losing on this pencil. Like, And it wasn't always the pencil's fault. Sometimes it was the sharpener's fault. Like there's, it, it wasn't calibrated well. I don't know how to explain it. Now, but, part of me wonders, was this frustrating for you? Because I know most classroom wall-mounted sharpeners... Were like designed for one hand, right? I think the handle for the most part was always on the right side. I can't remember if you could switch them or not. I mean, you were left-handed. Yeah, it, it didn't matter to me because I guess it's like a stable thing. Oh, okay, 
I mean, you, you basically use one hand to hold it in there and the other hand to crank of some sort. You're not like using your so, dexterity. To... So, yeah, it's not like, it doesn't require like a whole lot. Like, it, it's a fix. If, if you're getting instrument. a lopsidedness, sometimes yeah. you can hold the pencil differently, put a little bit of pressure differently to, you know, balance it out a bit, I guess. But, but yeah, no, the pencil sharpening process kind of sucked. I mean, that, that's where over time... It's, you, you lose some of the benefits of the experience that you were talking about, like, you know, like the pencil shaving smell and kind of the feel of the traditional pencils, but I, I kind of grew to be fond of mechanical pencils. Uh, they, they started to grow on me after a while for, for almost this exact reason. I thought people were super cool that had mechanical pencils. Uh, one last point. Also remember, colored pencils were a thing, and those also had to be sharpened. Yeah, those... And sometimes those are more complex than sharpening a pencil. Well, the thing is with the colored pencils, too, it was more frustrating because, like, say if you have one problem pencil that got maybe got made a little bit differently uh-huh. and wasn't working well. Well, with the, you, so you could replace it with a different pencil, right? Well, with the colored pencil, you know, you've got, like, one pack of colored pencils and you have one of each color. So it's not like if your orange is going off the rails, it's not like you could switch to a different orange unless somebody lends you one. Like, you're stuck with that pencil and you got to figure out how to sharpen it to make it work. Like... To where you'll That's lose That's a very that good option. point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially if you didn't have the good brands like Crayola. Remember having like Rose Art growing up? Yeah. That was like the knockoff brand at the time. I don't know what it is today. Um, I know Crayola's still around, but anyway. Crayola was always the best. It's just always the most expensive, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so hop into number two on the best list. This is, I guess, something people might have expected to see at number one, but Recess. It's not number one? Oh, it dude, is, explain. It is not number one. We we will explain that in, in due course. Okay. But, you know, recess is the time of the day where, especially as kids, this is the one time we had true freedom in our lives, if you think about it. Because, you know, when you're not at school, you're at home, you know, you're following your parents' rules and supervision, kind of, pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. there's varying sense to that, yeah. obviously, and there's exceptions. But as far as a regularity goes, and then you go to school and, you know, you're in class and you're under, you know, teacher supervision, kind of having to be orderly and do all that kind of stuff. And then even going back to lunch, you kind of already brought up the the point I was going to make is that, you know, there's still some level of supervision where you're still kind of having to behave a certain way and, and follow certain courtesies and be seated and, and noise constraints and stuff. But then... It comes to recess, and this is the closest you got as a kid to all bets are off to where as long as you're not, you know, physically harming another child, I mean, you're basically, in most schools, able to go let loose, play whatever sport it is your heart desires, you know, sit around, do something, play in a playground. Basically, you have the one time in your day where it's absolute freedom to you following your own passions to do whatever it is that you could ever want to do, and then, you know... So whether it is, like I said, organizing sports or doing something more casual, it's it's really up to you. It's the time of the day where you get to be truly free. Yeah, so great pick. However, I, I probably would have put it at number one. Um, and it's well-deserved. All the things you said, you know, I, we may have covered it on this podcast at some point. But, you like, especially, like, in third grade, we'd always come up with, like, kickball lineups, and we took it very seriously. We played kickball, like, all the time. Um, you know, fourth grade, we played like a lot of football. A lot of times it'd be those rivalries that you kind of developed over the playground. I don't know if that exists today in the same way. Um, again, you could go goof off on the monkey bars. You could sit and do homework or game or just hang out. Um, it was always fantastic to have fresh air. I, 
I don't know why they stopped that, like, in junior high and high school. I think almost to some extent you should have some sort of, like, required outdoor time. Yeah. And I, I think I guess that's what I thought maybe in some of those cases, like, you're if you're involved in any sports that level or if you're in gym class or something, that's supposed to fill that, that need of sorts. But, yeah, no, it, it, it's something that's it's great. And, uh, I mean, looking back, I'm, I'm sure it's probably as much of a benefit for the teachers as it was for us. Cause like, well, unless there's a problem, you, right? Yeah, yeah. When you look back at some of this stuff, too, you know, uh, the more and more you look at your elementary and other experiences in school, you, you have to imagine that the teachers were kind of tired of our of, of us after, after a certain point. Like, you know, like, yeah, especially, you know, growing up for the most part, until like third and fourth grade, like it was like pretty much one teacher, right? Your whole yeah. day. So it's like they're tired of your crap by then. Yeah, so it's like it, it provides them a little bit of a breather to kind of get their life back for, for a little bit. And then, yeah, if you said there's a problem, I mean, obviously that's not that that's that's not fun. Uh, but but most days, I feel like it's a nice little break to where the teachers actually get to have some mental space and they get to converse with each other, possibly. Um, but but yeah, no recess. Generally speaking, I think is a great time for everyone involved. I think so. And you know, part of me thinks when it was young, like when we were young, part of me doesn't think it was that safe because like some of the schools, because you know, we live generally in the same area. A lot of schools didn't have, like, a bunch of security gates and things back in the mm-hmm. day. But, like, I drive by the same schools now, and everyone's, like, a lot more secure. Like, part <laughs> of me thinks that school, like, everything was more trusting back in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, someone yeah. could just walk up. I'm wondering how the culture around recess and stuff and, the you know, just the general school grounds has changed. Because, I mean, you think about, like, the 90s, it was... I guess lawless from a modern day perspective. Oh yeah, for sure. It was, I mean, there there was like limited supervision, you know, kids are going around doing whatever. There's not as much care about, you know, all those types of concerns, I guess. Or yeah, like I guess trusting. I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What, tell me what's the worst thing about elementary. Okay. This probably is coming out of left field and it's very specific, right? It's probably too specific to be number one. However, this jaded me a lot. Um, it kind of goes back to waiting in line in cafeteria. This Got is slapped like slapped by a teacher. No, this is even worse than that. This is when you <laughs> waited all day, especially Fridays. It seemed like Fridays were the day for pizza. And back in elementary school, they'd have like the perfect square pizza. It was really goofy. If we ate it today, we would probably hate it. But it was like this weird square pizza, and I'm pretty sure most of the time it was sausage. It was just like a sausage pizza. But, dude, when you're a kid, you don't want to eat a bunch of green beans and this little, like, chicken and things like that. This weird, like, King Ranch casserole. All right? I didn't hate the King Ranch I li- Okay, I liked it. But I know most people did not. It looks like throw up, right? When you're a kid, yeah, you don't judge it properly because yeah. you're like, oh, it looks awful. I don't um, know how to ex- – how do you explain, like – I guess I'm giving you a I don't know how to explain it as an adult. <laughs> it's it, so yeah. It, they they called it King King Ranch or King yeah King Ranch casserole. I guess is what they called it. Rejected like, love child between lasagna and enchiladas. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What to, it was it was there was there was noodles in it, right? And there was but like, sometimes I don't, know, I don't know. Sometimes it was like there's like the grayish sort of brownish. Like, it was basically kind of like a grayish colored sauce that that kind of it was good. The thing. They, they had a bunch of cheese and it was all baked. Yeah, and like what kind of meat was it? Kind of like a sausage. It, it was I like know, a sausage. I, I it was, thought it was, it was chicken. I don't I don't, I don't know. It, I'm trying to remember, but I, I, the bottom line is I can't tell you what's in it. And even if I could, it probably isn't healthy when you think about it. 
Well, uh, okay, I don't think most of those things were pretty healthy. But yeah, the, the the school lunch situations obviously changed over time But as dude, well. Or like, you know, just them running out of pizza. Or like sometimes, I I didn't always buy lunch. A lot of times I had to bring lunch. But like mm-hmm. seeing other, like being forced to see my friends eat pizza when I couldn't have pizza was just the most frustrating feeling, right? Um, but them running out of it and then it's like, oh, well, we have this other entree no other kid has touched all day. You can have that. And it's like, I don't <laughs> want it. And then you start crying. It's like, you only have 30 minutes, all right? And you already wasted 12 of them waiting in line just for them to tell you they ran <laughs> out of pizza. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, the cafeteria running out of stuff. Even I think your your argument applies to more than just the pizza too, because like you know sometimes your school may like bake cookies or something like yeah. that or do something special that they run out of or, or I mean going back to the sweets too like if they have like the ice cream bin or something they run out of the best ice cream there like that that dude I remember sucks. the ice cream and they come with like the little wooden spoon things <laughs> <laughs> there's there's all kinds of weird things back in the day but yeah I think that's that's a very fair point. Especially if you're not bringing your own lunch. Mm-hmm. Although I'm a quick tangent here on the bring, like I, I, I varied at times between bringing lunch and, yep. and buying lunch. But uh, if you're on the bringing lunch crowd, do, do you remember how great Lunchables used to be? If you ever got got any of those, yes. Now there were different variants of Lunchables, right? I mean, they had like the the snack, like the crackers, right? The crackers with the cheese and like the ham yeah. or the, with the turkey or whatever it was. Then, like, if you were really lucky, you got the pizza one. The pizza ones were the best. Where you made your own pizza. However, I don't think I appreciated it as a kid because I would, like, load up all my toppings on, like, the one pizza thing. But I think there was, like, three. Yeah, there was. So you loaded up all the one and had two. <laughs> Mostly. Like, no, I, I, there was a little left. But, like, I wasn't responsible. You couldn't leave you, me at You would make one master pizza. Yeah, like, my parents should have made it. <laughs> they would have made it more responsibly. Man. You'd always get like a little, like a snack size, like Crunch Bar or a Snickers and a Capri Sun. Oh, it was fantastic. I remember they they had that upgrade to the Lunchables too. Is like the I don't know, they called the Big Boy Meal or a Big Kid Meal. I remember them having a chicken nugget variant at one point. It's not good though. I've never. I don't think. I don't even know if I've ever had. They it. had the nachos. Remember the nachos? The nachos. But it was bad. just cheese and salsa, which is fine when you're a kid. Yeah. But like, I, I, I still enjoy it, yeah, because I mean... I mean you still enjoy it? You the, still enjoy it? I don't know if I still... We're going we're to go to the store right I now. I mean, like, I still enjoy it as a kid, like, because all the Lunchables were kind of crap quality. Like, they're not... Oh, yeah. They're not very high quality. It's just convenience, meals. right? Yeah. Yeah, but for some reason, we still thought they tasted good. Well, I think it was having anything store-bought made you feel cooler. Yeah. Because, like, you so. didn't want mom's sandwich. It might be the greatest sandwich ever. It might be the worst ever. But, like, you know, it just portrayed this level of cool when you had something, like, bought. Or That's like, a fair point. Or like once in a year when you have someone like bring in food for you, like That's, you had someone bring in McDonald's, or you came back from like a half day <sighs> that with food, creates all the jealousy from everybody oh, else. That should, I forgot about that in thinking about the list. Somebody gets McDonald's at the table. Yeah, that that's crazy. Everybody's jealous. Yep. That was that was the the peak cool. Yep. At, at lunchtime, but yeah. So uh, I guess now we'll go to the top of the best list. And so like I said. Recess didn't make number one. Here I have field trips. Field this trips. Is, this is kind of a wild card, more volatile decision. Okay. But a field trips, depending on what the field trip is, and, you know, what grade and what you're doing, could be the coolest thing you're going to do all freaking year. Yep. And there's all different kinds of field trips out there. So that's where, you know, I guess if you're trying to figure out where this should go on the top five list, maybe it could vary if you factor in that some field trips aren't as cool as others or something like maybe recess beats it out. 
Um, and maybe recess still beats it out because it's like this everyday joy, but you know, the field trips are something that you, you look forward to. You get all excited because your, your teacher tells you, Hey, we're going on a field trip and they yep. present the idea to you and try basically they're the hype man for, uh, the, the field trip of sorts, tell you all about it, what you're going to do, what you're going to learn. And then they hand out all the permission slips and what have you, uh, everything that they'll need to make sure they can uh, send you to this place. And so then from that moment, you just sit there looking forward to the field trip day and everybody gets all excited. And, and even back then, like even if something kind of lame, it was super exciting for us because we get out of school for the entire day. It's probably something we don't go to very often. So like there's, there's just a lot to take in. And, and I think it's places that you may never go again as an adult or as a kid with your parents. Cause it's just, they're weird things. Like they have like the old, like, like kind of like old timey colonial like reenactment places and things yeah. like that that you may go to as you're growing up. Like there's all kinds of weird experiences that field trips can involve that you're not going to do at outside of school either. So they can be very very unique in that sense. Yeah, they really can. You know, I, I'm trying to remember some of the ones we may have taken in elementary. I remember like going to like uh, not too far from us. There's like a animal slash strawberry farm. Pretty sure we went there. Mm-hmm. Um, where else did we go? Oh. It's all, usually, I mean, sometimes it'd be like museums. And yes. I love museums. Or like, so. yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, like the children's museum. That was so. always a good one. Um, I mean, there was one time I went to like, it was kind of like a whole like, I don't know what to call it, like a vegetation place. <laughs> it's like this place. What kind took, of vegetation? They, like they, they took kids and like showed them all these. Like, <laughs> they made them work. Crazy like flowers and like butterflies and like there, there was like a whole like lily pad garden and things like that. And yeah. You could go look at like frogs uh, playing the lily pads and things like that. Like, and so it may not sound that exciting, but as kids it was kind of cool because you get to see some things that you've never seen before, I guess. We got very easily excited, I think, is one of the, the big points of 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 this argument here but you know it's something that's like i said it's unique it's it's different it's something you get excited about and it's 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 kind of like you know a holiday of sorts but yeah, even like getting on the bus like it was just the that was probably the best part like just the, the excitement yeah um but yeah you get to miss a day that was the best just the best <laughs> Yeah, the bus ride was always fun because yeah. the kids go And then when you pull up to the place, every all the kids are like losing their minds, and I'm sure the teachers are getting tired of all the kids. <laughs> you know, it's good stuff, dude. That's that. That's where it ended up here. Um, like I, I could understand if you you flip the recess and field trips because you know you could probably live without field trips. Like that'd be okay. But if you took the recess out of the daily schedule. I think it would, it would leave a giant hole. It'd be, I think it'd be worse. Lives. Yeah. So but I, I respect So it. Maybe, maybe I'm taking recess for granted a little bit in that sense. Um, but but yeah, so that's that's where I ended up here. That's fair so, enough. So I guess we can probably hop over to the honorable mention side. I, yeah. I guess we can start off. Is there anything you were hoping to see on the best list? Yeah, there's one glaring omission. Field day. Field day? Do you remember field day? Is that... You don't remember field days. Is that, that's basically where they kind of had the whole school like go into like different like teams and stuff. And, like, yeah, these, there's like, like you know, a lot of elementary schools. Again, I don't know if they still participate in this, but normally towards the end of the year, they always have like one day where like everyone's like split into teams and brought outside and they bring in like a bunch of cool like obstacles and 
cool things for you to go play on. You're absolutely right. That's, yeah, dude, it was amazing. Like, they run in all these things. It was just, it was so fun. Especially for us more competitive people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, so, again, field day. Big mistake on your part. <laughs> I mean, going back to the point like I said, that would make it in over the yearbooks for me. Kind of like I was saying with the yearbooks, it's not, it's not as much specific to my personal preference. Yeah, field day was great. Also... More, I didn't include this because it was it was only specific to like the earliest ages of elementary school. But nap time, <laughs> dude, remember like those folding mats? Yes, like the, the kind of like the three, piece. three or four, like yeah, yeah, qua- yeah, dude, those, and you'd get like it was probably only like ten to fifteen minutes, but like, dude, we didn't appreciate it so much as children. But like now, if you told me I could take a nap in the middle of the workday, it'd be amazing. Oh, dude, it'd be so good. Question. How often do you think those mats were washed? <laughs> like, because if you think about it, you know, all the kids are sleeping on it, and I'm sure, like, you know, some percentage is, is like slobbering on the the mat. Oh, I'm sure. Sleep, so like, it's. I've always been curious about that. Yeah, probably, probably <laughs> never. Is my assumption on that one. No, nap, nap time is great. Like, is there anything else you were? Those are the main two. The, the last one's kind of a quirky one, but anytime there was like a fire drill. It always seemed like it was just, especially in elementary school, it always it was always more fun because it was more chaotic, and you'd get outside and you'd like, you think it's the greatest thing because you went, to, you got to go outside. Mm-hmm. It, it it lost its luster later on, but you know when you're a kid, you really appreciate it. That's true. So I guess I guess I'll, the the things that you didn't mention that I was thinking about also for the top, um, the first day of school is always a lot of fun when, when you get into you know your new class and you see who you're you know, set up with that kind of deal. Uh-huh. Meet the new teacher. There's like this level of excitement. Also the last day of school. Cause generally it's, it's, it's more chaotic. Cause at that point everything's been wrapped up. Um, and so it, there's a lot of free periods of sorts that happen a lot of times. So th- those are two basic ones. Um, also, uh, PE kind of generally speaking is, is always a great experience. You know, so we get to go play sports, do active stuff. So that one's kind of always up there. Um, and then, Last one I had is is kind of the days where you get to watch movies in class. Like mm, there'd be those days, especially yes. like if there was like you know even at the elementary school, if there's a substitute teacher, sometimes you know the lesson plan would involve you know like watching a movie or doing something kind of fun. Like there'd be some kind of like puzzle sheet or something you would get. Yeah. Like some of those lesson plans were some of the most fun, and you know it was like the teacher kind of left that behind, thinking okay, it's something that's going to keep him excited and occupied to hopefully spare. This poor substitute teacher trying to navigate these kids. Uh, so that, th- those are always some fun days. And and so, yeah, it doesn't always have to be substitutes because sometimes, you know, you had movies as part of the plan with your current teacher. So that was, that was the other things on the best side that I consider, apart from what you mentioned. But yeah, the field days. Those, those are great. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, I think those are worthy of the top five. Um, and then I guess going to the worst side, um, really the only other things I had, I was trying to think of some things that bugged me. Uh, one, this is kind of just a really weird gripe. It's having to ask permission to use the restroom and things like that. See, that's, that that was similar. That was on my honor dishonorable mention list. Okay, because I would say like the yeah, things like and I guess kind of like having to go in lines. What, what was what were you thinking for for that? I guess so. Yeah, it was kind of weird, right? Because like a lot of times you had to go, especially in elementary school. Like you didn't go alone for the most part. Like you had to go into class a lot of times. Yeah. So, like, they didn't let you go as much, like, you didn't get a hall pass as frequent to, like, go by yourself. But, like, you'd go online, 
And it's like chaotic because only so many people can go in the restroom at a time. And then your your kids, right? So everyone's goofing off in the bathroom. And then like, I remember the elementary schools we ran, they had like the two separate ba- bathrooms, but like the sinks were like communal. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're outside the restroom. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just, you know, you have to wash your hands or if you don't, people know. <laughs> you know, as an adult, you don't have to wash your hands at all. You just do whatever you want. <laughs> why, why is that the table? That's You know what? I'm sorry. This is a personal list. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's a weird cultural thing where like, you know, as a kid, like in your own house, usually your parents are telling you, hey, if you have to use the restroom, go use the restroom. And then you have this like weird stoppage where... Hey, I'm a kid with a small bladder, and I really got to pee. But I got to wait on you know the dictator of this classroom to yep. give me permission to actually go you know perform normal bodily functions. So that was that was a very frustrating part of you know kind of like the early stages of school, getting used to that. Now, um, like the earliest, earliest, I think all had a restroom inside the classroom. That Maybe like makes it kind of like you, you're talking about like the pre-K like kindergarten. Yeah, 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 that was like a quarter. That, that makes it a little bit easier, but. Yeah, at the elementary level, you get introduced to the, you know the public restroom stage, and you're not allowed to freely use it, which yep. is very odd. Um, the, the only other gripe this is this is very specific penmanship assignments of any sorts mm. when they teach you like you know like writing in cursive and stuff, and then yeah. they just ream you for how pretty your handwriting looks. That I hate any kind of assignments like that. You are a very terrible handwriter. That my handwriting has nothing to do. It's really bad with with the thoughts that I have or the work I perform. I I do not appreciate getting picked at for something that I use cursive every day in my adult life. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I I hated penmanship. That very specific. Uh, so that's really all I had on the bad side though. Because honestly, there's elementary's not that bad when you think about it. It's it's kind of a great yeah, so time of your life. I was looking at my notes. So there was one more that almost I would have wanted to see on your list, and that was... Oh, on the, the rare, Yeah, that was whenever you got computer lab time. <laughs> computer lab was great. Granted, I don't know if that applies today. I don't know if the learning... You know, I'm sure there's probably tablets and such everywhere. Yeah, I think I think it may apply more in a certain way, but it's, it's probably more of a regular thing. Yeah, correct. Like it's not a special, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for us, it was, it was something. It was a treat to go to a computer lab. Um, on the worst list, there's a couple things. So a lot of times, like people like to do like popcorn reading, right? You remember popcorn reading? I do. It's like just the, especially if you, you didn't like public speaking, like the nerves of getting called on, you're like, Oh, please, please don't pick on me. But the teachers always knew you didn't want to get picked on. So what they do, they picked on you. Right. So, that was just the worst. Also, conduct marks. <laughs> so, if you acted up in class or something, like, you'd have, like, some sort of... The teacher would have, like, this weird arbitrary board a lot of times. Or of some sort where they kept track of either your good progress or your bad progress. And if you had bad progress, a lot of times they'd have to notify your parents. And that was always the worst. It's like... What a weird vendetta they had against us. But uh, those were the two. Uh, you know, one last one real quick. Having to stay compliant, like getting walked through the school. Like you had to be like a couple steps apart from everyone. You're supposed to be quiet. A lot of times like teachers made you do like stupid hand gestures. 
Like put it like the yeah. hush sign. What was it like? The hush sign? Yeah, it's like you have the hush sign with your left hand and your right hand. Yeah, you're holding up your right hand as you walk. Yeah, I don't know. They were just testing our obedience, which I, I guess that probably makes sense to some degree, but yeah. Stupid. <laughs> what else, Nathan? I thought you were about to go into like a Nazi Germany tangent. Nope, not, that. not touching that one. All right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, on the bad side, that's... That's mostly about it. Uh, like, I mean, there's not that many bad things about elementary. That's it's it's a peaceful time in our lives of, of sorts. Um, you know, we don't have kind of the stress that we have in our current lives. I think it's it's yeah. something that, for what it is, I think should be appreciated. But we never appreciate it like we do. Oh no, not you know, hindsight being twenty twenty. Um, it's definitely the most fun <laughs> of all the years. <laughs> um, what what did you think about this beer, the lawnmower? Uh, I love it. So it's a good beer. Yeah, it's a Kolsch. It goes down really easy. It's very easy drinking. I mean, with the the fancy lawnmower name, I mean they they encourage it for you know drinking either while you're mowing the lawn or doing outdoor activities of sorts. It's very smooth and crisp. I mean, especially if you drink it cold, which I hope you do. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know very easy drinking. I I absolutely love it. Yeah, it was a good time, uh, just like elementary. So I think that's all we have for this episode. The connection made it. And that's about it. So anyways, finish your beer, reminisce on some old memories, pull out those yearbooks, and we'll see you next time.